Welcome to the So Lux Life Podcast, where our goal is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Make your life luxurious through knowledge, coaching, training, and technique. Visit us online at soulluxlife.com. Here's your host, Crispin J. Watson. Hey, you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in to the So Lux Life Podcast. I'm Crispin J. Watson, your host. And today we have celebrity makeup artist, Myla Thomas. Thank you so much for being here with us, Myla. Hi, Kristen. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited. <laughs> How is the weather? How is the weather in California right now? You know, it's absolutely gorgeous. I can't complain. Um, we have been really blessed the last two weeks with like 80 degrees, high 80s. Even we had a 90 degree day. So I'm actually sitting out on my balcony now looking at the pool, but not able to go anywhere near it. <laughs> Oh, well. so it's gorgeous though yeah it's 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 really beautiful it makes wow. you want to go to the beach and be by the pool but you know we just can't do that right now not i know not yet hopefully later this year um now my family has like a big family reunion that we're missing out on because of this so but, oh yeah i missed the family vacation also yeah, my oh. niece and nephew had their sweet 16, and we were going on a cruise to celebrate their birthday, um, our family and all their friends, and yeah, we definitely had to, we had to cancel it, so. Aw. Yeah, that, you know. <laughs> and that kind a of lot of plans. Us, that kind of gets me on the topic. Um, you being a makeup artist, you do this professionally. This is your full-time job. So how has mm-hmm. COVID-19 affected your business so far? Um, it, it actually brought it to a screeching, you know, halt, actually. Um, immediately, right after the lockdown, you know, of course, all productions completely stopped. And, um, like, you know, we just were having to recalibrate at this point and um, do some things differently. Um, you know, my, my job is all hands-on. You know, there's absolutely no way around not touching someone or being close to being in close proximity so you know it definitely has affected the beauty industry for sure oh wow so what yes. what were you working on um, when all of this started happening um actually i literally uh the first the first the first signs and when i really realized how how serious it was i was in trinidad actually um with with my client Nicki minaj and um I'll never forget when it really hit home for me. We were, we flew private on her jet into Trinidad, but before we could even get off of the, the jet, they came on. The, like the police came on with um, these. It looked kind of looked like a gun that you would hold it someone and point at someone, but it was like a thermometer. And they literally took our 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 temperature, um, holding this gun like they clicked it and took our temperatures. We couldn't even get off the plane until you know, that registered. So that's kind of when I realized it was serious. And I was in Trinidad at the time um, on my way to Carnival. So luckily there were no cases in Trinidad at the time. Um, So we were, you know, completely safe. And um, when I got back, I had just came off from like a three week kind of like tour with her. And after that, that was my last stop. I had done New York, Miami and Trinidad. And when I got back to LA, it was complete lockdown. 
Oh, wow. So, um, yeah. Someone's already asked a question. They want to know how do you continue to grow during this pandemic, like as a makeup artist? Well, you you really have to pivot. And right now I'm talking with um, my team and we're, we're developing um, webinars. We're going to be de- developing, um, of course, uh, virtual tutorials. So a lot of people, even before the lockdown, had been asking for virtual tutorials because I have, you know, quite a few people that follow me in other countries, out of state, that, you know, really I can't go to them and do a one-on-one or do a class. So this has been a long time coming for me. And, you know, it's a blessing in disguise, to be honest with you, Kristen, because we get in such a rut of going, 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 and we don't have time to get these, get all of our goals that we want to do together because we're so busy. So, you know, this is giving me some time to really talk to people, take some classes on how to do webinars, take really classes on how to do tutorials, learn zone, you know, and really just pivot and um, really um, cater to, to the people who I can't touch here in LA and people who I couldn't, I couldn't touch in other countries and other States, even while I was working in LA. So, you know, getting that together, you know, finding out what's going to work for you and your demographic and how to reach out and touch them when you can't physically touch them. Wow. She said, I love it. Thank you so much, Liz, for that question. And so that kind of brings me to LA. So you're not from LA, correct? No, I'm actually from North Carolina, a little small town um, in North Carolina where I'm from. Okay. So kind of tell us how you <laughs> ended up in LA. Kind of take us on your journey. Oh, my gosh. And it was a journey. You know, Kristen, I've been doing this for um, 20 years now. And um, I started out like, you know, most makeup artists. I had no idea I was going to be a makeup artist, by the way. Um, So I always always tell people, um, just allow yourself to... to, to, to explore all options and don't be afraid to go for what you really want to do because I, I love makeup even as a little girl, but growing up in a small town, my only, um, my only way of touching or feeling or seeing makeup is just, was just through magazines. So it always felt like, you know, so far away. Um, and, but I loved it. And so when I was in college, I used to do makeup for my friends and I actually went to school for something totally different. And when I graduated from college, my first job was at Mac Cosmetics and it was just um, like a part-time job for me, a way to kind of make ends meet while I was interviewing for, you know, what I went to school for. And um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got started was just a part-time job at Mac Cosmetics. And I actually was really good, like naturally just talented at it. Um, and people noticed, you know, that, okay, you know, people noticed your talent and, I continued to interview um, for what I went to school for and, but I never stopped doing makeup. Like that was like something that I never, I never put the brush down throughout the entire journey of deciding what I wanted to do. Makeup was always that thing that I never stopped doing. Mm-hmm. And one thing led to another, I, I moved to Washington DC and I got my first job, you know, semi-professional job in Washington DC working for for a modeling agency there and in dc is where i learned how to hone my craft with black women you know because i'm in chocolate city and now all my clients are african-american women 
you know, and so I'm learning from the best. I'm working under the tutelage of people who work with Derek Rutledge and, and I got a few jobs at BET and, you know, DC has a certain style and aesthetic, you know, and Derek Rutledge is, um, Oprah Winfrey's makeup artist. And he was kind of at that moment, the king of, of black beauty in Washington, DC. So everybody kind of has studied under him and learned how to highlight and contour from him. And, um, that's where I picked it up and you do it repetitiously over and over again. And, you know, and I really, really got good at black skin. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, I started traveling back and forth. And I tell people all the time, you know, I can't, I came from the old school, you know, from where I literally had to, if I wanted to take a class, I had to get in my car and drive to take a class out of state. If I wanted to get a job, I had to put a, a portfolio together, like book a photographer, find a model, get it edited, put the pictures together and send it in snail mail to get a job. Like that's where I came from, <laughs> you know. And now people are like portfolio. What are you talking about? Like what? That, you know, like upload. Yeah. <laughs> that's how we're doing. So you know, I I put my portfolio together the best I could, and I sent it to an agency in um, in in New Jersey, Edgewater, New Jersey, which is like five minutes outside of New York City. And I got a job at an agency there, and um, I started traveling back and forth from from Washington D.C to New Jersey, basically New York, once a week. So I had my, I kept my job at BET in um, DC. And then I would drive, I would wake up every morning at 4 a.m. on, let's see, Saturday morning and drive to my modeling agency job in, um, in New Jersey. And I would work there the weekend just to make ends meet. And, um, to try to get my foot in the door and I would do that I drove and I guess that was uh four and a half hours every every weekend and I would sleep on my friend's couch <laughs> yeah and that's kind of like how that was the grind you know that was the grind every weekend I did that and I did that for a few years actually until I was ready to make the the transition and move to New York and okay. um yeah, so then after that, like, I, I moved to New York, and I got my first job um, in the industry with Love & Hip Hop New York, and that's when everything changed for me. Really? So that was kind of like the yeah. changing point, like, to where, like, like, okay, now this is my thing. Like, I'm a professional you makeup know? artist. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had to make some decisions. That's when you, be, you become intentional at that moment, because I really was... I, I, I wasn't as intentional as I could have been in my career because I was still trying to figure out if it's something that I wanted to do because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do yet. I would, I, I could see it, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. If that makes sense. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, I was still trying to decide whether or not this is something that I wanted to do because it was a, it was a, it was a hustle and it was a grind and I wasn't making a lot of money. I was working a lot of hours. Um, you know, at that modeling agency, it was a team of us. It was about four makeup artists. And sometimes we would have 25 clients come through. Oh, wow. And I did hair, makeup, and wardrobe at that modeling agency. And I had, you know, so it was like, a, it was a grind. It was a hustle. You can do but, hair. But uh, I, I can do hair. You know, I, I didn't realize until my first day at that job. <laughs> and they were like, where, they were like, literally, where are your curling irons? And I was like, what are you talking about? I did my hair before I got here. They were like, no, you do hair here. Like, so I was like, okay, I do hair here. Right, so then, you know, I learn. You, you know what I'm saying? You pivot, you learn, you do what you have to do. Um, 
but I work with an amazing team of people there, you know, um, Kristen, all of whom are extremely um, successful now, and we were all grinding together. You know, I work with um, Nani, um, Nani Hernandez, and she is now the key makeup artist for Wendy Williams, and it was her first job in makeup. And I worked with um, Takoa, Takoa, who now owns her own agency, and she, her agency pretty much um, staffs all of the Love and Hip Hop franchise. And at that moment, it was a dream of her to have agency. You do, do you see what I'm saying? Right. At that, that moment, it was, it, was a, it was a line on a piece of paper that she said, one day I want to have an agency. And we were like, girl, we're going to make that happen. But we didn't know how we were going to make it happen, you know, <laughs> or you're going to make that happen. But she, you know, she was like, I got to figure it out. And I also worked with Jonathan, um, Jonathan, who is now um, on Love and Hip Hop. He's a very successful makeup artist, but now he's a castmate on Love and Hip Hop. And we were all just there, you know, trying to figure it out. And, um, but we built relationships, we grew friendships and, uh, Tacoa eventually did, you know, start her agency. And she's, she was, she's the agency that, that staffed the makeup artist for Love and Hip Hop. And as soon as she got that position, she hired me. And so that's how it works. Like, that's why they say you pull each other up from within. Oh, yes. You know, exactly. we knew each other. We grinded with uh, with each other. And she hired everybody that we worked with at that little bitty agency on Edgewater, New Jersey. And that became her team for Love and Hip Hop New York. And that's just inspiring. That's inspiring in itself. That just lets you mm-hmm. know um, you just have to stay persistent and keep going. Um, mm-hmm. I made a post today that there will always be no's, but that yes, you get is going to be so worth it. Um, can you tell us Absolutely. about the times maybe you were faced with some no's, but you didn't let that discourage you? Wow. I mean. I could go on. I've heard way more no's than I've heard yeses. I've, more doors have been closed in my face. Far more doors have been closed and open. <laughs> but that is exactly why I, I work so hard. Um, I use that energy to propel me into greatness instead of letting it beat me down. You know, it's almost like you have a chip on your shoulder now to prove people wrong. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's good energy to have. That's really good. And it's not only about them, but it's proven to yourself, too. You know, it's almost like, how dare, they, how dare they talk to me like that? Let me prove to you and myself that I'm going to I'm gonna prove you wrong. You know, I have what it takes. But I would say one of the doors um, that was closed in my face, and I tell people this story quite often because it actually made me create a niche for myself. It actually was what helped me create my style was I was moving, you know, I had just moved to New York or I don't even think I was living there yet. I was moving to New York and um, I met someone who worked for, uh, for Ralph Lauren and they, they wanted me to send my portfolio to apply for the position. And I sent my portfolio, went in and talked to the guy and he took one look at my portfolio, which was absolutely all black women. And he told me that I need to throw away all those pictures. He said, you need to replace it with white women, Asian women, because those are the women that you'll be working with and you'll never get a job in this industry with this portfolio. Oh, wow. 
So, you know, mind you, most people would have taken that as a defeat. Yes. Because, you know, it's like, wow, I have to, I have to start from scratch. You know, this is, this is my whole life's work here. You know, I just happened to be in D.C., you know, at the time. And this is who I was working with. But I didn't let that deter me at all. Um, and I continued to work with African-American women. And by doing so, I created a strong niche for myself and a strong brand. Um, because after Love and Hip Hop, you know, I was New York. I was given my own show, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood. And then with Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, I was a key makeup artist and the glam coordinator. So I was able to hire my own team of makeup artists. And from that show, because I did so well, I was given a, 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 a few other shows that only specialized in women of color. And so now, because I work with women of color so well, and I didn't stop doing that, now the industry is looking to me to create a team that can do this type of makeup. And that's so amazing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, don't let people tell you that you can't work because this is what you do. No, this is what you do because it's nothing, <laughs> it's nothing better than having someone come to you for specific trades or specific talent that no one else can do. This makes you irreplaceable. Exactly. Everybody can do, any, you know, makeup artists, most makeup artists can do, especially black makeup artists can do all skin types. You know, it's, it's very easy for us to do all ethnicities, all shades. But when you have something that you specialize in, and it's for, not only it's for a specific skin tone, but it's now for a specific industry. It's for reality television, which that was, at the time, it was booming, you know, and it's still booming. But it, I came in in the beginning stages where these black shows were being created and they didn't have anyone to come in to teach them about lighting. How do we light the skin tone? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? What shades do we use? What filters do we use? And to teach a team, this is what works and this is this doesn't work. That was that was something that I developed through the years. And um, had I listened to him and threw away my portfolio and went left and started mm -hmm. doing everyone, then I would have been clumped into a group of artists who they already existed. You know what I mean? Right. So that was a no that definitely changed my career. Um, had I listened to him, it would have definitely changed my career. Had I let it beat me down, I wouldn't be where I am today. Wow. Yeah. So many people would have taken that so hard and completely threw away their life's work and did exactly yeah. what he told them to do. Um, and be like everyone else. That doesn't make you unique, though. Exactly. Have you ran across that person since... Um, since you've <laughs> elevated <laughs> no no you know i actually i haven't i have not um but you know i would i would you know of course i would just you know be cordial and um i probably will say thank you you know thank you for right. thank you for that challenge challenge accepted <laughs> <laughs> challenge one <laughs> challenge one <laughs> yeah so that was a, that was a no but i've had so many no's so many you know um and I just, you know, I, I kept going. You cannot stop. You cannot stop, no matter what. 
So, like, for a makeup artist that's upcoming, they're kind of just getting started. Maybe they work at a counter. They have a few clients that they do in their hometown. What are, what's some advice to them for someone that want to make it to the next level to start working with companies and celebrities and things like that? Okay, that's a good question. Um, my advice would be if I, I, I take a look at myself and I started out at the counter in North Carolina, actually at Belk's counter in North Carolina. And it, you have to ask yourself, what type of artist do you want to do? You want to be because makeup artistry is extremely lucrative. There's so many options. There's so many angles. If you don't want to leave your hometown, that's fine. You need to create events for yourself to drive business so that you can build a client, a clientele in your hometown. I had to do this in Washington, D.C. because Washington, D.C. wasn't a city where the industry was flourishing and booming. It wasn't a, an industry city. It's mm -hmm. just extremely political. So you have to think about, okay, who are my clients? You look at your surroundings. Like you say, who are my clients? Are my clients mothers, you know, are my clients working mothers? And, and do my clients like to go out? Do they do happy hours? So like in Washington, D.C., I created this event and it was called, um, I think it was called Cocktails and Lashes. And so, you know, you partner with some of your local uh, restaurants, um, um, uh, boutiques, um, bars even, and you create events to bring those women to you, if mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying. So you create these events. Um, and that's what I did. I created, I created events in Washington, D.C., you know, cocktails and lashes, um, all types of little happy hour events. Um, and you also can create um, a lot of women in small towns just want to learn how to do their makeup. So you start, you know, of course, advertising that you have classes available. Um, I also did that in Washington, D.C. Um, I would partner with other events, women, women who do events, and I would go into their homes and I would teach a group of women how to do makeup or do one-on-ones with women. So you have to be very clever when you're in a, in a city or a town that's not like an industry city. You have to be clever and create um, options for yourself. Look at your look at your audience and figure out what their need is, and then create events geared around them. And you can do very well. And weddings, no matter where you live, you can thrive as a wedding makeup artist, as a bridal makeup artist, because every there's no matter where you live, people are always going to be getting married in your city. Okay, so I would say you know bridal bridal artistry is thriving um creating events um wherever you live and making sure you have your website you know available you know posting your link in your instagram posting your link on your face on your facebook so people know who you are and really promote yourself like i really didn't have that when i was um starting i didn't have social media but now with social media you can literally um create your own marketing materials and reach out to anyone so Literally. That's what I would say for smaller things. But if you decide that you want to be a celebrity makeup artist and you want to work in the industry, you have to make some tough decisions and decide what city are you willing to move to because you do have to move. I would be I would be, you know, not honest if I said you can be a celebrity <laughs> makeup artist uh, you know, in a small town in Iowa or Idaho. Or I, 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 I would or Alabama. <laughs> I would I wouldn't be telling telling you the truth. <laughs> That's not the truth. The truth is you have to move and ask yourself at that point, okay, I want to work in the industry, but ask yourself what 
what part of the industry do you want to work in? Would you like to work with models, fashion models, and do um, editorial? If, if so, I would suggest New York City. You know, that's the fashion capital, and that's where all your editorial magazines are. If you want to do that type of work, you want to live there. That's where it's going to be the most lucrative for you. If you want to work um, in television and film, you can also do television and film um, in New York, but you won't be able to do it at the capacity of living in Hollywood or in L.A. because it's just way more uh, television and film productions going on here. So, you know, ask yourself, you know, what would you like, what, what area? And then make the move, you know. Um, my career definitely took off. I, did, I, I do far more television film and red carpets. I work with far more celebrities now that I live in L.A. When I worked in New York, I didn't do as much of that type of work. It wasn't as lucrative. So was it hard building your clientele when you transitioned from New York to L.A.? You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard for me um, because I had, I had done so much work in New York with Love & Hip Hop um, New York and a couple other television shows that I had uh, built a name for myself. And a lot of celebrities um, on the East Coast knew me and and at that moment before i moved i had instagram and so i had done a good job of promoting myself and building my page so people on the west coast knew me as well um and because and, and that helped you know i would say do do the groundwork first build your build your foundation as much as you can okay before you move to a larger city make sure your marketing materials are spot on and extremely professional you know, I tell people all the time, um, edit your edit your Instagram down to where it looks like a celebrity makeup artist page. Okay. If your page doesn't look like this person's page that you're following and you love, you need to edit. You know, make sure it's clean. <laughs> make sure it's it's super professional. It's 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 photographed well and your work your work is it represents you. So I would say by the time I got to LA I had I had work that I felt strongly about that I felt represented me. So, um, you know, I did the groundwork. I laid the foundation and that, that really helped. Um, I also transferred with a company that was highly anticipated before I got here. That helped me. Um, people were anticipating Love & Hip Hop Hollywood. So um, transitioning here as um, a glam coordinator and key makeup artist, it, it definitely was an easier transition because um, – you know, I was literally in the industry when I got here. Right. Okay. So and that you, helped. You didn't like that. Absolutely helped. So when you went to New mm -hmm. York, when you went to New mm -hmm. York, were you already mm -hmm. in the industry or was it in New York where you were just kind of like building yourself up? I know you say you started yes. with the events, but your transition to New York, what inspired mm -hmm. that? I was not in the industry. I, I worked in television in film in Washington DC I worked for BT I worked for Discovery Channel um, but I didn't have my marketing marketing materials I didn't have a website I didn't have an Instagram and if you don't have those things you're you don't exist mm. <laughs> people can't find you <laughs> okay so literally you know what I mean so you're literally um, only able to reach out and touch the people who you meet and but I still had a pretty good name for myself in Washington, D.C. because just word of mouth. But when I transitioned um, and moved to New York and started working for Love & Hip Hop New York, 
I was the no, I was the girl who no one knew on that set. Okay, I was the artist. Uh, that I was the artist that the you know clients would say, I don't know, I don't know if I want her to do me. Who was that? Who? <laughs> <Like, "Ho?" laughs> uh, no. And so you know, but I was working with a team of very well known artists at the time, and you know me, uh, because I'm competitive with myself. And I, um, no matter what I do, I want to do it to the best of my ability. So when I got to that level, I realized, okay, I'm on an international television show. You know, the number one show on VH1, actually, I said, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm not going to be a nobody. You're going to know who I am and I'm going to be the best that I can be. So it was that moment that changed my life and it changed my career as kind of the first day on set when I realized, hey, you know, I'm the underdog here. I'm the nobody here. I don't have a name. (laughs) (laughs) people don't know who I am and I really haven't been I realized that yo I can really be better like I'm not the best artist I could be I'm looking at these makeup artists and I'm like wow they're they're really good they're killing the game I was like I gotta step up my game if I'm gonna work Mm -hmm. beside this person you know what I'm saying and that's when I decided I, I started really taking my artistry seriously you know um really really pushing myself to be better you know before I got there my kid was just you know it was what I wanted to buy. It was like, you know, what I could have, you know, what, what, right. I, what I felt was okay. But right. when I got there, I was like, no, 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 no. I need new products. I need new brushes. You know what I'm saying? I need new techniques. Right. Like, and I started, you know, really, really pushing myself because, you know, now I felt like I'm, 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 with, I'm in the big league working beside people who are really, really serious about this. And I need to be serious about it as well. And I, had, I didn't even have an Instagram before I started working for Love & Hip Hop New York. You didn't. No, I didn't. Um, a hairstylist there, her name is Kira. Um, and Kira, you know, had been, I think she'd been working there before me. And we were on set one day and she was like, do you have an Instagram? And I was like, no. I was like, but I was one of those artists who felt like, that's not for a real artist. You know, and there's quite a few artists that are still like that. I was like, no, I'm a real artist. You know what I'm saying? I don't really need that. I don't really know what that is. I have a portfolio. Yeah, I have a portfolio. She was like, girl, she was like, give me your phone. (laughs) You know what I mean? She was like, you are not in the game if you do not have an Instagram. Mm -hmm. And she literally took my phone and she said, what do you want to call it? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, well, my name is Myla, so I guess make up by Myla. (laughs) She created the page. And, um, you know, that was, that was that. And, um, that literally changed my, changed my life. So would you say Instagram opened up a lot of um, new doors for you as a makeup artist? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's like you have, you know, at that moment, the industry was transitioning and changing, you know, portfolios were becoming extinct. And um, it's almost like if you don't if you don't grow and roll and change, people will roll and grow over you. Mm-hmm. So that was the, the thing. It's like you have to flow and grow as the times change and flow and grow. You have to grow with it. So that took it from me, like I said, knowing the people that I met in person to being able to reach people across the globe. Right. Good point. So yeah. y'all are taking notes from this. So just to kind of bounce back on what she said, you do have to make that decision that you're going to move. If you don't already live in a city, 
that's um, prominent and hires makeup artists for things like television or whatever, you have to be able to make their, that transition and don't be yeah. scared to step out there. Um, did you mm -hmm. have a mentor when you started becoming a professional makeup artist or is it just something you kind of just did? Yeah, I didn't have a mentor. Um, there was no one around me that, you know, because when I started, I started off at MAC Cosmetics in um, North Carolina and there was no one around that was doing celebrity makeup artists. Um, that was doing celebrity. There was no one around working in the industry because it wasn't a city geared towards that. So I didn't have a mentor. Um, I literally just kind of, um, as I transitioned, as I moved and as I grew um, out of North Carolina, I started meeting people that were working in the industry, makeup artists. And I would ask questions and, you know, ask them how, okay, well, how did you get that job? And, you know, one of my first, um, I would say, I would guess I would call her a mentor was, um, after North Carolina, I moved to, like I said, Washington, D.C., and I was at a Mac counter, and my counter manager, um, her name is Tammy, and she was working for BET at the time, and um, she taught me, you know, how to put together a portfolio, how to put together a kit, and she taught me how to set my rates when I started doing makeup professionally, and so she was kind of someone who would, like, you know, teach me the ropes, you know, I would say if you don't you know, have a mentor, reach out to a makeup artist that is doing some things that you want to do and, and create, you know, and, and ask them to be your mentor and ask them to teach you. But she actually taught me and helped me get my first job at BET. Um, you know, yeah, she got, she helped me get my first job at BET. Um, so she was someone who definitely helped. Um, but other than that, you know, I really didn't have anyone that was doing what I wanted to do. It took a while for me to get to find that person, you know, and all I say is just um, write down the things that you're interested in doing and create a plan on how you're going to get there. And that will be, that should be a part of your plan It's finding someone who is doing exactly what you want to do and ask them, you know, to teach you the ropes and give you some advice. And um, so she was, she was one of the people that definitely helped me. Wow. So you definitely have to build that network and get to know yeah and actually talk to people and don't be afraid Absolutely. to ask for help because I know sometimes yeah, you have to nervous and like oh I don't want to ask them they're going to say no and of course some mm -hmm. people will say no but again <laughs> don't let that know listen you listen <laughs> you I ask everyone for help like honestly I have no I have I have no and I still ask people that never ends like to this day I'm always DMing my makeup artist friends I'm I'm, you know, I'm, I'm calling them like, hey, girl, what's that powder you're using? Like, how does that work? Like, I still do that. Like, what eyelash is that? Like, what brush is that? What primer is that? To this day, it never stops. But um, another story um, that I like to share with people um, in terms of growing is, um, well, okay, let me, let me share this one. I would say no matter what no matter what job you're on, you know, always from the small jobs to the large jobs, even in your small towns, in your large towns, wherever you go, make friends with everybody on set. When I leave a set or when I leave a job, I know everyone's name down to the catering company, <laughs> down to the production assistant. Okay. Make sure you make sure you're just nice. Being nice just gets you so far, you mm -hmm. know, and people don't mind helping you when you're nice. 
Your spirit <laughs> shines through when you're humble. Your spirit shines through. Right. You know what I mean? When you when you when you don't feel and act like you know everything, people want to help you. You know. Um, exactly. So the, I was on a job. I did a job for my friend Jonathan, the makeup artist I was telling you about that um, is now castmate on Love and Hip Hop. Jonathan was working as a makeup artist here in LA. He asked me. He said, "Myla," and I was, you know, at the time, you know, working with celebrities, had my own clients, and but he said, "You know, Myla, um, I have this job I can't do. It was Grammy weekend, and he said, can you please go over? It was Grammy weekend, so I was very busy. He said, can you please just go over and do Missy Elliott backup dancers for me? You know, and a lot of makeup artists would be like, no, I don't do backup dancers. You know? Backup? No. <laughs> you know, backup? Um, I can do Missy for you. Right. <laughs> Not backup, boo. I'm sorry. Right. But, you know, I was like, sure. You know what I'm saying? I don't have no problem with that. You know, of course. You know, he's like, I just can't do it. I'm slammed. If you can do it. I literally had just finished, you know, working all day, was on my way to have dinner, you know, ready to sit down. But I was like, sure. So I went by there to uh, the Grammy after party, you know, and it's like everybody's walking around, you know, all the celebrities. And I go into their dressing room and I did her backup dancers, you know, Mm -hmm. and she was there, um, you know, with her glam team and, you know, getting her glam. And I did her backup dancers, had a really good time with them you know, um, took pictures with them. We had a great time. And this young girl walks over to me after I did their makeup. And she says to me, um, could you, uh, and she looked like she was like 23, you know, like 22 and just, just kind of like there, you know, mm-hmm. I didn't know who she was. She really didn't look like anyone and, um, significant. And I, she said, can you please help me with my eyebrows? And I was getting ready to leave. And a lot of makeup artists would be like, ah, boo, I'm here to do the backup dancer. So, yeah, you know, so let me tell you, for your brows, it's going to be this, you know. But I was like, right. sure, you know, come on over, girl. <clears throat> I helped her with her brows. And she was like, oh, I love them. Thank you so much. And she was like, can I have your card? I was like, sure. So I gave her my card. And um, I think the next day, maybe two days later, I get a phone call. And she goes, hey, Myla. Um, not sure if you remember me, but you helped me with my brows the other day after doing Missy Elliott's backup dancers. And she said, um, I'm actually Missy Elliott and Fantasia's manager. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and she said, I'm calling to see, are you available to do Fantasia's makeup? See? Right. See so the point of that story is <laughs> be nice to everybody. Everyone. You don't know who, who, who you're talking to. And it doesn't matter who it is. Be nice because you should be nice. Yeah. Be nice because you should be grateful that you're there. You know what I mean? Be nice just because. And um, I wasn't available at the time to do Fantasia's makeup. Makeup. I was booked when she asked me to do that. But she called me back again, and she booked me for Missy. So, you know, the, long, the, 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 the silver lining there is, you know, had I not taken the job, you know, had I been too good to do a backup dancer, mm-hmm. had I been too good to help someone with their eyebrows, those doors would not have opened for me. Well, just that you know what I mean. And that yeah, it's be, having a good heart, being grateful, and you know the blessings will continue to come in. That's and um, that's how I've got from point A to point B. Is I've never had all the answers. I never had the the mentor, the celebrity makeup artist mentor. I never had that. I didn't even have you know social media. But what I did have 
I'm grateful for is I had a good heart and um, I was always good to people and I made a great impression when I left any job. People remembered me, not because I was a great makeup artist, but because I was like, dang, she was, she was really nice. <laughs> you know, she's cool. She's easy to work with. And that takes you so much further than talent. Oh, it definitely Actually, does. It I takes you way, way further than talent because some of the most talented makeup artists in the world kill themselves you know, burn bridges and are not able to work because no one wants to be around them. Yeah, like your attitude and your demeanor goes a long way. Yeah, it it will go. It will take you further than talent could ever get you. Oh, it really does. So yeah, you know, (laughs) don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, And always stay humble and always stay grateful and never feel like you're too good for, for a job. You know, um, I love working, you know, and I do not don't get me wrong. As you grow, you, you develop standards mm-hmm. and you should always have those, but never forget where you came from, you know, and never forget the times when you didn't have a job. And I, there are times a lot of, I, I wake up and I say, you know, I really don't want to do this job. You know, like, tired or you know this is just not the best job but then I remember the times I prayed to God for a job you know you have to always lean back on those moments when you were praying for what he's giving you now yeah and um so I find the energy I always find the energy and I always go because I remember the day when I didn't have money and I was just praying for a job any type of job any type of work you know Wow, that's so touching. And like, you can't, mm-hmm. you can't get discouraged. Like, you always have to keep your faith up. You have to pray and just know that God mm-hmm. is not going to leave you nor forsake you. Like, He takes care of His own, you guys. Mm-hmm. He so absolutely keep that in mind. He absolutely does take care of His own, and He hears you, and He will bless you when it's time for you to be blessed. I tell people all the time. I think I wanted I, I wanted to work with celebrities ever since I, I started off 20 years ago. I was working at Mac, and I'll never forget. Um, my manager, you know, had told us a story about um, when she worked in Miami. Lauren Hill came to the Mac counter in, in Miami, and the makeup artist did her makeup there, and she loved it. And she so she took the makeup artist with her, and the makeup artist became her makeup artist forever. Took her on a tour. And I remember at the time living in that little small town where we never met anyone. <laughs> right. And that was almost like, wow, <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing if a celebrity walked up and just took one of us away? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that was, the, that was the extent of my seeing where I could be. It was a dream. But, you know, I say all that to say I wasn't ready at the time. Had Lauren Hill sat in my chair? Jennifer Lopez sat in my chair. Nicki Minaj sat in my chair. Do you think I was ready to go away with her on tour and be her makeup artist? <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know? No, absolutely not. You know what I mean? Like, you, God knew I wasn't ready. I don't care how bad I wanted it. God was like, no, you got a lot to learn. So he prepares you. You know, even when you think you're ready, he's like, not yet. You know, you need to work on your attitude. Not yet. You need to work on you, you need to work on your kid. You need to get some more skills under your belt. Uh, you need to work on your patience. Yes. You know, there's a lot that comes with 
what you want to do. You think all oh, you have to be is a great makeup artist, but no, you actually have to be extremely patient. Mm-hmm. You have to be extremely discreet. You have to learn how to control your mouth. You can't, you know, tell all the people's business. You know, it's like things you need to learn. You have to grow. You have to grow your character, and um, that takes time growing your character. So God knew. You know, even though I wanted, I thought I was ready. Oh, I'm ready. I wish somebody would sit much here. I'm, I'm ready. No, absolutely you're not. So I say God will bless you in his time. He will prepare you for what you want. But you have to be patient with him and enjoy the process and enjoy the journey. You know, every little step, enjoy where you are, understand where you are, and don't be ungrateful for where you are because you're not where you want to be. Still be grateful for where you are. You know what I mean? I was extremely grateful for the job that I had in New Jersey um, at the smaller agency doing 25 people a day for pennies, you know, but I was so happy to be there. And, you know, I had, I had people who worked there that lived in New York and they were like, wait, why do you drive all the way from Washington DC to be here? (laughs) Who would do that? And I'm like, me, I love it. I'm, I'm so excited to be here. You know, I mean, I would wake up with and get in my car and, and arrive like with bells on because I was so excited and grateful for God blessing me with that job. You know, for me, that was a big deal. You know, for people who live in New York and maybe had worked in the industry, it might, might not have been a big deal for them. But for me, this was growth. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, this was like a step in another direction. This is a, a step into the direction I'm trying to go in. I'm just so happy to be here, you know, but you have to have that attitude with every job you get. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful for every client. I mean, I'm grateful for every, every job. Even at this point, I'm just grateful. You know, I don't complain. Even if it's not the best, you can't complain because you, you have to understand that this is a blessing to be able to wake up and do this and you're here for a reason and you're learning through it and when god is ready for you to go you will go on to your next step but be grateful in the moment that you're in you're learning you know even when it's a hard day even when people are hating what you do you know giving you a hard time learn Never be too too good to learn, to listen. Even today, I have clients who tell me they don't like things. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't like this brow. What, do you, what is this? You know? <laughs> and I'm not too good to be like, oh, girl, let me, I don't know. I'm sorry. Let's fix it. You know? <laughs> I don't have an attitude. <laughs> I mean, I hear all the time, uh-uh, this ain't right. Like, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about how it can be right. You know, like, tell me. What what would you like for me to do? How how can it be better? Never be too good to learn from someone. You know, never think you know it all. That would never get you. That won't get you anywhere. So I say, stay open to learning. Always ask questions. Be grateful for where you are at the moment, and allow God allow God to to guide you. You know, and He's in control. He's listening to your prayers. He's listening to your to to what you want you know so allow him to open those doors but do your due diligence in making and and also you know you you have to do your due diligence you have to write down your goals and write your plans and you have to take action and if, if he if he sees you working you know even a little bit he will re- reward you for that so 
Oh, I love it. Because that brings me to like the name, the purpose of this podcast, which is to enhance the mental, physical, and spiritual luxuries in life. Because mm-hmm. it's not all about the money. And when yeah, I learned all. that, that's when things like started happening in my life. Like, I'm not rich. I live a regular life. I'm a single mom, mm-hmm. two kids. Mm-hmm. But I can't complain. Because I was I remember where it was times I didn't have the things I have now. Um, I didn't always have a house. So you just right. have to be grateful for where you are in the moment, even though if you're not where you want to be yet, just know God's timing is perfect because Lord, yeah. if he had blessed me with some things I have now, five years mm-hmm. ago, I would have blew mm-hmm. it. I wouldn't have known what to do with it. No, you wouldn't. You absolutely would not know what to do with it. Um, and, you know, for me, I find that as long as I'm working hard and I'm doing the best I can do, you know, um, I, I talk about this all the time with a good friend of mine, um, DeAndre, De- DeAndre Tristan, um, who was working with me on some projects with Nikki. You know, he's extremely spiritual and I love, I love talking to him. Um, even when we have a hard day, it's like, no matter what, if you're having a hard day, if you're, you know, even when people are giving you a hard time, they may not like what you're doing. As long as you know you're doing your best, that's all that matters. Is If you're doing it to the best of your, you're not going to always have the answers. You're not going to always be able to, to please people. Remember that. You know, I tell artists all the time, you're going to have jobs where people are not necessarily going to like what you're doing and give you a hard time. But as long as you did your best and you continue to grow and try to do your best and learn and each time you do better, God will bless you and God will get you through. And even if that door closes, know that it's not a closed door. It's only God preparing you for the bigger door he's about to open. So be ready to pivot when the doors close because they will. <laughs> but don't take it they will because you know nothing will last forever because God, God is always preparing you for the bigger plan the bigger step so when that door closes look to the new door you know I thank God every time a door closes every time a job ends I, I, I say even when it hurts you know and I've worked so hard to get there and it closes I, I praise God I say thank you Jesus Thank you in advance for what you're about to do for me. Because I already know what's coming. And when you know what's coming and you thank him in advance, it, it will happen. Like, right away. You already right away. have it. You just have to. You already have it. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You just have. He's already preparing you. You know, that job only prepared you for the next step. So, my job at Matt Cosmetics in, in, in um, North Carolina, little did I know, was just preparing me. For my next job and that job prepared me for my next job and that job prepared me for the job that you know made the light bulb go off and I realized what I really really wanted to do and I saw that I could have it <laughs> amazing so yeah so who are some of your favorite clients um that you've worked with so far you know that's kind of a now, girl, you trying to get me in trouble now. You use the word favorite. <laughs> okay. Girl, wait a minute. We're not going to say favorite. <laughs> Who all have you worked with? We'll just say that. <laughs> um, I would, you know, they're all my favorite. I love them all dearly. And that's the guy's honest truth. I love them all dearly for so many different reasons. 
you know, because I would tell you this. Each and every one of them have taught me something. Their stories. I work with some of the most powerful, inspirational black women in the world, you know, and just to sit down for them to sit in my chair and tell me a story is life changing. You know, honest to God, their stories are so powerful and have changed my life. Uh, from Shirley Ralph, the original dream girl, you know, to Angela Rye, you know, our modern day Angela Davis, you know, um, to, um, to June Ambrose, Niecy Nash, you know, their stories touch me tremendously because these are women who, uh, who are triumphant. It, nothing was given to them. Okay. And so I would just say they're, they're also dear to me. I'm so blessed to be able to work with black women that are changing and shaping the world. I'm so blessed to be able to reach out and touch them and have a conversation, intimate conversations with them that nobody will probably ever have, you know, that outside of their immediate circle. So, you know, I would say they're also dear to me, each and every single one of them, everyone that I've worked with, um, Holly Robinson Pete, you know, um, Keisha Cole, you know, I, I could just, all of them. I, I name every, Jennifer Lewis, Lord have mercy Jesus. <laughs> Jennifer Lewis, you know, her story, every time I go into her house, it's just like uh, stepping on the set of a movie because she is who you see on TV, okay? And it's just amazing um, to be able to sit down and have her talk about, talk, talk to me as I pull out my makeup brushes and like, she's like, girl, we got to get ready for the revolution. You know, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So that's how she talks to me when I'm at her house. Are you ready for the revolution? You know, and she's talking about the revolution and, you know, um, black power and feminism. And it's just amazing, you know, to sit down and talk to each and every one of these women. Nicki Minaj, you know, talking to her about where she came from and how she made it and her trials and tribulations, you know, it's super inspiring. Because, um, you know, these women absolutely um, made it. They're self-made. And their stories are, are, are so, um, so inspiring. So, I mean, each and every one of them, every time I go to their house, it's more than makeup for me with them. You know, it's just being inspired by them, you know, being able to just hear their stories. Yeah. I, I mean, I absolutely love each and every one of them. Um, Angela Rye, you know, she she makes you feel like you're her home girl, you know. <laughs> and um, she is my home girl. Like I love her to death. You know, she she's um, she's so essential right now to what's going on in our communities. And I just really appreciate her voice. I appreciate her honesty. I appreciate her fearlessness. You know, it's infectious and. Um, so I would say, you know, she's one of my, you know, newer clients. And um, before I met her, um, I wasn't familiar with her work. You know, um, I think I was, it was during the time when I was working so hard that I just wasn't able to watch TV. I wasn't able to, you know, tune in, you know. Um, and she's just so, she's so necessary right now. So I would say she's definitely, um, you know, dear to my heart in terms of I appreciate what she's doing in, in the community. And I appreciate how she inspires other black women and black women to 
not be afraid to talk about what you care for and not be afraid to say what's on your heart, what's on your mind. Oh, yeah. She's unapologetic, you know, so she's <laughs> she's definitely um, so dear, so dear to my heart, for sure. Yes, she has actually inspired me to do what I'm doing today. So shout out to Angela. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Angela. And I don't know how she gets it all in in one day because <laughs> she does so much. She does so much, you know, so that's inspiring. It you is, know, but they are like everybody, like no matter if they're a celebrity or not, everybody kind of has a story and a different and Everybody has all of them. Everyone, everyone has a story. And that's what it's about is um, not being afraid to share your story because there's power, there's power in your, there's power in your story. You know, the power is in your story. Wow. Because your story is what's inspiring. This, your story is what is is telling someone you can do it, and giving them the, the you know the ambition to do it. You know, it's giving them the power to do it. Because it's like if I can, so can you. What makes me different from you? Yes, and I had a you know friend I mean? that tell me like, if you really want to set yourself apart like being a speaker or whatever it is that you want to do you can't just go in here talking about oh you know set some goals be motivated you have to tell Mm -hmm. an authentic story about Mm -hmm. yourself something you can't make up that will relate to other people and draw Mm -hmm. them into you and you really draw me into you and our audience we've had some great comments people are saying uh someone's your soror they're so okay what's up okay (laughs) She said round five. <laughs> D5B, Zeta Phi Beta Sorority <laughs> Incorporated in the house. There she is. Um, we have a Miss Longley Thompson. Um, Thomas. That's my mom. Oh, get your mom. She said, great goddess. She's been commenting all throughout here. So, hey, hey mommy. <laughs> the most inspiring woman in my life. Oh, Hands down. Mother the most Dad. inspiring woman in my, <laughs> in my life. Yes, she's amazing. So. And um, we have Akeisha Sam's Hannah. She says, Myla is beautiful on the inside and out. She- hey, Keisha. Now, Keisha, Keisha is my one of my best friends. I have three best friends from college, Keisha, Keena, and Kim. And we all went to, went to Salem State University together. And um, Keisha, Keisha is like, you know, my best friend. So shout out to Keisha. Hey, Keisha, I love you. Hey, Zo- hey, hey Zoe. That's her daughter. <laughs> Hey, Yasmin, that's her other daughter. I have a so, Kathy yeah. Young, my sister-in-law. She said, good information. Um, Thank you, Kathy girl. Uh, my, sister, <laughs> my sister said, good point. Finding your ideal client and marketing to them works for all jobs. Absolutely. Anita Watson said, this is so good. So much information. Keila Feaster. Thank you, Anita <laughs> Watson. Hey, girl, hey. Sean Young. I'm so glad. Good information. Yes, they are loving you. I mean, you have some, your mom says she taught you everything you know. Listen, let me tell you, my mom did teach me everything I know. You know, my mom, um, let me just tell you a little bit about her. She's always been such a huge inspiration um, to me because she's a superwoman. Like, when I tell you she's the type of woman um, that does it all, like she raised a family, she worked, you know, she was active in her community. She and my father, you know, created businesses together and all while, you know, raising us and they're self-made, you know, and I watched her and my father set goals and, um, and 
and accomplished all the things that they that they set out to do and they never ever became complacent you know mm-hmm. even after retiring they're continuously creating businesses and opportunities for our community and um they just never sit down you know they're they're just always doing so many amazing things um and my mom she is so beautiful like just inside and out okay but on the outside, you know, she was always this, you know, this extremely stylish woman and, you know, always shopping at the coolest boutiques. And, you know, she always taught me, you know, how to wear my makeup. And she was the first person to teach me how to put on makeup. Shut you know? Mom. Yeah. yeah. She taught me how to put on makeup and she, she, she arched my eyebrows for me when I was 15. Come on, and no mom. one has, yeah, no one's ever touched my eyebrows other than my mom. <laughs> you know, and now I'll do my own brows, but she taught me how to do that. And she just always taught me, um, you know, how to be a lady. You know, she gave me the tools because she was such a, you know, she's so sophisticated. She's such a beautiful woman. And she taught me um, how to love God. And I tell people all the time, it's a blessing to know who Jesus is because not everybody knows. Amen. But it's a blessing to have family who could teach you. Mm-hmm. And she's okay. such a blessing. You know, her mother taught her and my great grandmother taught my my grandmother and and she passed those traits on on down to me and she's the one who taught me that when you're feeling down when you're feeling depressed when you feel like all the walls are closing in on you and you can't see the light my mother taught me that's when you need to walk around in the house and you just start praising god mm-hmm. and honestly that's what has gotten me through day to day when I when I feel down, when I feel like, you know, like even during the quarantine, when I cannot see my family, you know, my family's in North Carolina. I can't see them. You know, when you feel down, you know, you just get up and you start praising God and he will fill your heart with joy. It just comes from nowhere. All you gotta do is just praise him and thank him. Even when you don't know what you're thanking him for, you just thank I him. Oh, like thank you. Like. And all of a sudden, you know, he'll just start filling your heart with joy. So my mother instilled those tools in me. She taught me how to pray. She taught me how to be grateful to God. How to, you know, how to be, how to just praise Him, even when you don't, even when things aren't going well. That's when you're really supposed to praise God. Yes. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's not when things are going well. Mm-hmm. It's when things aren't going well. You still know. You still need to know how to thank him, and he will continue to bre- to bless you even when in those times. You know what I mean? Yes. So she taught me all of that. You know, she's just a gorgeous woman inside and out. Like she's she's my hero. You know, and I'm so grateful to have someone. She's such a blessing um, to have to have in my life. She and my father. You know, they they'll they'll be celebrating their 53rd wedding anniversary. On May the sixth. Oh wow! Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, yeah, they're both such inspirations to me. You know what I mean? They they both have inspired me and instilled in me the work ethic. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, because you know, I try to instill that in my daughter. She watches me do my makeup all the time. She's like, "Mama, can you do my makeup?" Like, girl, you are six, but I'll do your brows and do your little. Girl, thing. that was me. I was what my mother would tell you right now. I came out wearing red lipstick. <laughs> I mean, as soon as I could figure out how to pick up the tube and put it on, I was that little girl smearing it all over my face, putting on her high heels. Okay, <laughs> with a diaper on. That was me. Like it's, so they are watching. They are watching you. Your little girl is watching you. She is becoming you. 
oh yes and it's just like why she's a little mini me she's so sassy and i'm like i know my mouth wasn't that smart growing up like, i don't know where she got this from <laughs> and it probably was it was it was it, it probably was, that was like uh, they say it comes back around but you've been absolutely you've been such a blessing to us here myla um Thank you so much. Any last encouraging words to anyone out there that's trying to get to where you are or that maybe kind of feel discouraged um, in their career right now? Mm -hmm. I would say, I would say don't stop praying and continue to write down your goals. But more importantly, don't stop praying. But as you write down your goals, take action, you know, and, and be strategic with your, with your, with your plan. Um, strategize and talk to people like myself, like you, Kristen, you know, surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do. Okay. Yeah. It's so important because those people will, even if you're not doing it, they're going to encourage you and inspire you to know that you can get there. And they're going to be a plethora of information for, for you. Okay. So write down your goals and then talk to other people about how can I make this come to life? Give you, help me with a plan of action. Okay. Cause you have to be very strategic. It's all about strategizing, like placing yourself in a place where you can flourish. Okay. Creating opportunities for yourself, strategize on how can I create opportunities for myself? Um, and never give up, you know, even when the stakes are down and the odds seem like they're against you, learn how to pivot, okay? And pivot means get out of the situation, create another avenue for yourself, create another strategy. When the door closes, create another door. Like even when I, I tell people all the time, even when there was not a door for me to walk through, and there have been many times when there weren't doors for me to walk through, I had to create a door if that makes sense oh yeah because one thing you don't want to ever stop doing is lose momentum momentum is key so even when a door closes even if you don't have a job at mac even if you don't have a job a celebrity in the television industry create create jobs for yourself because all you gotta do is stay in motion okay and that's the laws of energy. As long as you're in motion, you will stay in motion. And that energy will just go, go, keep going, going, going. You know what I mean? And before you know it, another door will open. But don't lose momentum. Never slow down, if that makes sense. Never. Continue to create options for you. Like yourself, you, you have a job, you're, you're, you're a mom, you're a working mom, but you created this podcast. You know, that's momentum. And from this podcast, other opportunities will come for you, come I to you. So yeah, no matter what you're doing, you know, even if it's, you know, you're creating an event, you know, creating a small event, even if five people show up, guess what? Through those five people, you're going to meet someone who you're going to tell what you want to do. And they're going to be like, Hey, guess what? I know someone who's doing that. Let me link you. That's momentum. Yes. Building you keep going, you keep going, you keep moving, you keep going. And so, you know, all, uh, number one thing to do also is even if you're not prepared, if someone's given an event, if there is a seminar, if there is a meetup, even if you're not prepared to say, show up. Okay. 
So a lot of times you'll get there. I'm like, you know, I'm not, mm, I'm not prepared for that. I don't even have my business cards. I don't have a resume. Mm-hmm. I'm not where I need to be. No, show up. Put on your best face. Do your brows. Put some lashes on. <laughs> <laughs> show up and look amazing. Show up because that is that's a big step. It's just showing up. And then, you know, the rest will happen. You know what I'm saying? You'll get there. You'll get those marketing materials. You'll get those business cards. Just show up. There's someone there waiting to hear what you want to do. And there's someone there waiting to help you. So never give up. Show up. Okay? Mm-hmm. And write down your goals. Strategize. Surround yourself with people who can help you get there. Yes. Surround yourself with people who are doing way better than you all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. They say if you're, they say if it's ten people, if it's ten people <laughs> in your group, you know, and you're the smartest. Um, none of those people, yeah, and none of those people are not doing anything. You, you're, you know, best believer that you're going to be the tenth one. Literally. So surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do, who where you want to be, who are doing far better than you. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, um, and, you know, be extremely humble, humble enough to talk to those people and say, hey, how did you do that? How did you get there? I do that every single day. I'm about to do that when I get off the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have a list of people I need to call. I'm like, girl, how did you do that webinar? Like, come on, let's talk about this. Like, give me some, give me some, give me some ideas. Like, give me, you know what I mean? I'm not too good. Like, I don't know all the answers exactly humble yourself okay show up show up be humble be nice to everybody you meet know everyone's name when you leave an event know everyone's name and everybody should know your name mm-hmm. you know they say everyone should everyone should know your name at an event and at a job without you even giving them a business call because they remember you they remember they you just remember you you were just memorable you know, I've gotten so many jobs like that. People just remember me. Hey, remember that little that little makeup artist who was like, you know, <laughs> so nice. What was her name? You know, oh, Myla. Yeah, let's tell her back for this job. She was cool. Not because I was a good makeup artist, because I was nice. That gets you far. Takes you a long way. I love it. And you've you been know? so nice throughout this journey. Um, throughout <laughs> us planning this podcast and us finally being able to sit down and do it. I'm so excited. We've had people on here joining us that have been tuning Thank you so much for having me. Like, honestly, you know, um, this quarantine, the first three weeks was a struggle and a strife for me. I honestly, I didn't know what to do, how to handle it, you know, and I'm, I'm just so happy to be able to connect. And this is a way for me to connect with other people. And um, so I, I really enjoyed this today. I, I enjoy just, you know, Feeling like I'm connecting with people around the world, people in other towns, my college friends, my family, people that I don't know. You know, it's what it's all, all about. It's staying connected, and um, thank you know, thank you for the opportunity to share my story with your with your fans and family. Of course, I'm so honored to have you. Thank you so much, Myla. <laughs> okay, literally, reach out and touch me. Um, Send me a DM anytime if you if you're an aspiring makeup artist and you just need some tips. I absolutely do respond to everyone, and I love helping people. So you can send me a DM anytime on my Instagram. Amazing! They don't make too many of them like you. <laughs>